Hi guys and welcome back to Midday Matcha with Livy. Clearly, I am fucking Livy. <laughs> Uh, what is up, you fucking sluts? You're like, Livy, I didn't want to be greeted like that on a Friday evening, midday. Like, you didn't have to come out with fucking sluts. Well, I just felt the need as if I did. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't fucking like it, turn off the goddamn podcast. Jesus Christ. Guys, I'm going to give you a little week recap, okay? A little week in my life, what I've been doing, little recap. Anyways, so last week I told you guys I was an angry elf. I was genuinely a cunt to every single person in my life. Um, My anger has subsided. I'm doing better, you know. I'm working out, releasing my anger, doing a couple other things to release some anger too. That dead ass sounded like I was talking about murdering people. I'm not murdering anybody. I'm just like taking out my anger and just like releasing all like the negativity in my body. I just really want to get rid of it, okay? So guys, if you haven't watched Selling Sunset on Netflix, go watch it. It's a great show. But I'm having a little bit of a problem with it currently. So if you haven't seen the show, the girls will get in fights. And there's this one character called Davina, and she's basically a bitch. Okay, Davina's a bitch, and I'm just confused as to why she's such a bitch. She's just like a miserable fucking cunt. Anyways, she will get in these fights on the show with people, and she'll be like calling people two-faced and stuff like that. And the other girls will just be like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe she said that, and walk away. I'm like, why are you walking away? Am I the only person in this world that wants to grab Davina by her fucking hair and swing her across the room while calling her a fucking whore? Like, am I the only one? Like, anytime I see one of them back down from a situation in a fight, I immediately am like, oh my God, I would not react like that whatsoever. I would be like, Davina, put your money where your motherfucking mouth is and let's fight. Like, let's fight. Like, take off the hoops, Davina. And boss up, square up a little bit, and let's fight each other. Let's take it to the ring. Like, I would push her in the pool. I would fully drown Davina if I was on the show. I just don't know why the girls are so like, oh my gosh, I literally can't believe Davina said that. It's so rude of her. They're like, you're insane, Livy. I'm a little crazy, okay? If you haven't listened to the podcast before, I'm a little bit fucking nuts. Anyways, I'm not a huge fighter surprisingly enough I don't want to ruin my hair I don't want to ruin my nails I don't want to do that necessarily but I am going to get to the point of almost physically fighting somebody because I will not back down from a fight okay so if they swing first I'm gonna be oh my fuck I gotta fight I don't want to fight but I'm gonna fight I'm just the type that's like, no, Davina, we're going to fucking box it out and you're going to say this shit to my goddamn face. And the next time you do, I'm going to give you a black eye. You're like, you're fucking insane. Whatever. Fuck off. So um, that's just like my little note that I have about selling Sunset as I wish there was more brawls in it. I wish that they would fight a little bit harder because Davina is doing these rude ass things and deserves to get sucker punched and curb stomped. And I just don't know why we're sitting back and doing nothing. Nothing, ladies and gentlemen. You're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Put me on selling sunset. I don't know how to sell real estate, but I can sell anything. Like, honest to God, I could sell glasses to a blind man. I really could. And I'll fight Davina. Like, I'll fight that bitch. I just want to go on the show to fight Davina. 
physically, mm, maybe not 100%, but emotionally destroy her is a goal of mine, okay? You're like, are you sure that anger has subsided? No, I actually don't think it has now that I'm getting really upset about it. Davina, I don't feel like it should ever be that way, but whatever. I mentioned to you guys often that I'm dating on this podcast. I've like just really thrown myself in the dating game. My dating life has been a lot of fun. Like it's just been great. That's what I'm going to leave it at. I'm just going to leave it at that. I don't want to... <laughs> I don't want to see anything more. I don't want to see anything less. Just that, like, my dating life has been great. Fun. I really hate when women downplay how amazing they are. I don't do that at all. I don't know if you realize. I fully think I'm the best thing that's ever happened to this world. I truly look in the mirror and I'm like, there is literally nothing better than you at all. Mind you, I'm a really humble, nice person to the people I love, but it's just I look at myself and I'm like, you're truly something different and you're fully perfect. I'm always like, it's my world. Everybody else is living in it. I don't give a fuck what you think about that. If you agree, if you disagree, I don't give a single fuck, okay? That's just my personal beliefs. Let me run with it while I can. This confidence I have, all these things, it's unmatchable. And I love that about myself. And the thing is, I wish more women could be like this. I wish more women could look in a fucking camera and on a microphone and say, I'm fucking perfect. Like, just say it. Like, why? I don't understand why I have to sit and be like, oh, no, I actually hate this about me. I don't. I don't hate a single thing about me. Okay? Maybe one point in time I did. Not currently. I'm not going to act like I hate myself to get fish for compliments or anything like that. No. I give myself enough compliments. I don't need other people validating me, my appearance, my personality, anything. I don't think any of us should. I feel like we should all look in the mirror and be like, God, Damn, am I fucking perfect. And the world is so goddamn lucky to have someone who is so fucking amazing like me. Okay? If you're not waking up with that kind of confidence, what are you doing with your life? Don't ever look in the mirror and point out something that you hate because society made you hate it. That's the thing. Growing up, my mother always told me I was perfect. So I always believed I was perfect. I was almost 200 pounds at one point, And I was like thought I was a fucking Victoria's Secret model. And if that isn't the confidence you strive to have, I don't know what is. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, just look at yourself in the mirror and be like, I'm so fucking perfect. I literally can't stand it. I look at myself and I'm like, you're so lucky to be you. And if you're going to shame me because I love myself, I think you have a lot of inner insecurities that you need to work on because I'm encouraging you to feel the same way. I love people that can match my energy and be like, no, I am perfect as well. Like, humble yourself. I don't want to fucking humble myself. I'm tired of humbling myself. I'm tired of downplaying my greatness, ladies and gentlemen. I'm over that part of my life. No, now I'm fully diving into it and I'm embracing the bad bitch, perfect human being that I am, ladies and gentlemen. There's no reason not to okay so I highly recommend you do that that was my week's recap okay I've been dating <laughs> having some fun as well as I've been trying to fucking fight Davina from selling sunset I almost commented very hateful things on her Instagram here's the thing I want all women to love themselves and I want all women to strive and be amazing my girls and my gays are the best thing in this fucking world okay fuck the men anyways Davina is different. Um, Davina makes my blood boil and I just, there's something about Davina, but I would still like her to love herself and 
feel like she's perfect as well, just like I want all of you. Listen, we might not like everybody we meet. Like, I know for a fact if I was to meet Davina from Selling Sunset, I would curb stomp her so fucking quickly. But I still want her to achieve greatness and be the best that she can be in her life, okay? Because I'm a caring, kind soul is what I am. You guys, I wanted to make this episode because I had mentioned in my past episode that I quit my job. I don't feel like I ever really told you guys that. Yeah, I quit my job because... I'm fully pursuing everything I love to do in my life's passions and I'm really fucking happy about it and excited that I actually get to be able to do that. I worked my fucking ass off to be able to do it. Don't just think I have mommy and daddy's money. That's one thing that really pisses me off is when people are like, oh, your apartment's so nice, mommy and daddy's money. It's like I don't even have a fucking father. Like the nerve of you to look at me and say mommy and daddy's money when I have no fucking father. Okay, who is daddy? I have never even called a man dad unless I'm getting fucked from the back and then I'm like, daddy. But other than that, I don't have a father. So mommy and daddy's money, you can shove it up your assholes because I worked for this shit myself. Anyways, this has to do with me quitting my job. This doesn't have to do with my daddy issues. This has to do with me quitting my job. So I quit my job. Here's a fun fact about me. Since I was 16, my father lost millions of dollars and I was struck at a poverty level of poor. I had to get a job, okay? And I, let's just say, I would float around the jobs. So from 16 to 18, I would work minimum wage jobs and let's just say they've been very interesting, okay? I feel like I've been working since I was fucking 15 babysitting and just doing whatever I could to make a quick diamond. I'm going to tell you guys about all the jobs that I've previously had and how I got fired from majority of them and what I did to get fired from majority of them. And it's not like I was a bad worker and didn't show up for work. It's that I'm actually fucking nuts and put the businesses at harm, okay? So is what it is. We're just going to dive into the jobs and the stories of the jobs that I've had. Also, I've quit a lot of these jobs too, people. Don't just think they were firing me left and right. But I never didn't make money. I might have had a new job every three months, but I was still making money and friends, you know? It was like a fun thing for me to do. Just go and get fired, get a new job. So at 16 years old, I worked at this sushi restaurant in a nice part of my town, okay? It was a really fun job, you know? Uh, Interesting environment, to say the least. Everybody in a restaurant talks shit about each other is what I've realized. Every single waiter would come up to me asking me to have certain waiters get their tables skipped and stuff like that. And I wasn't, I was like a mediator. I was like, Bill, why are we asking to get Jen's table canceled? Like, what's the deal? I feel like there's a deeper meaning as to why you don't want her to make money. I don't feel like it's because you want the money. I feel like you're subtly pissed at her. And then they would spill all the tea to me and I would just eat that shit up like no other. And since I was so young, I was like 16 years old and I'm counseling 24-year-olds, I really never got in the middle of anything and I really never got involved in the drama. I was the shoulder to cry on. They'd all come and cry on me. So they all talk shit about each other. Also, I got so much free sushi when I worked there. I knew I wanted to work at this restaurant specifically because I liked sushi and I knew there was an opportunity for me to get free sushi. So anything I could do at that time to get free sushi and grasp a little bit of that rich lifestyle that my father had so rudely ripped out of my fucking hands... I was gonna do okay I was I still had rich taste even though I was poor it doesn't leave you and it's the worst thing ever actually because I'm over here having to act like canned tuna is caviar because I was just used to that kind of lifestyle 
So also, since I had that nice taste, I was like, I gotta find me a place with a good yellowtail hand roll and some sake. Yeah, I was 16 drinking sake. My mother gave me this expensive taste and I just couldn't really shake the lifestyle. So I was going to do anything to make money and I was like, why not get free sushi while I make money? Also, people would tip me for takeout orders and I was a little charmer when I was 16. Smile, push my tits up a little bit more, try and get a 50 from a man. I almost found it thrilling to get money from these people because I was always like competing with that next hostess I was like oh yeah he tipped me a 20 she's like oh he tipped me 10 and I'm like well that's because you have no tits no I'm kidding do anything I could to get a tip just because I loved the thrill of doing it you know kind of like when I used to be a kleptomaniac and steal a bunch of shit it wasn't because I needed to steal these things it was because I liked the thrill of it okay like you know I mean I could use the money for a tip but the thrill of getting the tip was just something different Also, the bartender would give me drinks. Yeah, I was 16, but I know how to work a room, okay? At that age, I knew how to work a room. I still know how to work a room and get my free shit, okay? And it was highly illegal. I look back, that's highly fucking illegal. Did I flirt with him a little bit and stroke his ego to get the free drinks? Of course. How else do you do it? You know what I mean? You gotta tell them they look good. And there, I have a pina colada in my fucking hands. The waitress one time, I was like, I'm sick. And she was like, I have an amazing remedy. Let me make it for you. It is um, whiskey and lemons. And I was like, wow, okay, that'll kick the common cold. Why not? You know what I mean? So they were always giving me drinks. As well as I would eat rice in the back. um, Because it was also a hibachi restaurant. And I would talk to the chefs back there. They didn't speak much English. All I had to do was smile, put my tits out a little bit they would bring me rice and veggies and steak I'd put some yum yum sauce on it and I had myself a day back there to the point where I think the owner was jealous of me because she was like why are you getting along with everybody so well why are you the one that's getting all this free shit how are you even getting this free shit I would stroke everybody's ego to get what I wanted in that restaurant there is no shame in that okay and I would just sit there and smile while they flirted with me and talked about my body and my hair it's actually fucked up that I look back at it and it's like I did all that for some rice and yum yum sauce like okay I let a man talk about my tits for some rice and yum yum sauce but you just smile and you eat your yum yum sauce and rice and get the fuck out of there and I would do that like so many times during a shift the reason I got fired slash I kind of quit this one was because I had a really strict boss and I came in and she looked at me and she was like um your shoulders are showing and I was like how else do you expect me to get fucking tips Belinda but anyways I was just like what is she expecting from me and she was like you need to go home and change your romper is too short your shoulders are showing and I was like you prude ass bitch you're trying to get in the way of my fucking money how am I gonna get rice and yum yum sauce in the back how am I gonna get free drinks from the bartender and how am I going to get your clients to tip me way too much fucking money for being a goddamn hostess and she was like you need to go home and change and I was like you need to go home and get laid bitch but we're not even gonna get into that one so as I was going home and changing I was so infuriated that someone was telling me what to do I don't do good with control I don't do good with people telling me what to do you're gonna realize that a lot through all of these stories of me quitting and so I texted her like any normal person would do and I said my grandpa just died on the ride home he didn't I lied and I can't come back into work today and I also won't be there Saturday Sunday and um you're probably just never going to hear from me again actually I'll come pick up my last paycheck but my grandfather is dead and I'm miserable okay 
And she was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Because obviously I was lying and she probably knew I was lying, but she can't look at me and be like, no, fuck your grandpa, get back into work. So I had had enough of her. I was done and that is exactly how I left that job. Don't think I feel bad about saying my grandpa died because he was dead. He he did die. It was just two years prior to me quitting. But what it is what it is. You know, you do what you do to get out of work and quit your jobs. You're like, you're mentally fucked up. Yeah, I might be, okay, people? I don't give a fuck. This story's fucked up. I was babysitting a family and I was babysitting with my best friend and we were younger. We, we had to be like 15 years old at this point. And I just, this story just really shows who I am as a human being and how actually insane I truly am. So my best friend and I, we were watching these kids. Everything was fine. Everything was great. But I liked to mess with the kids a little bit. I liked to spice things up. So I would always be like, there's monsters under your bed. There's monsters under your bed. And they would be screaming, crying. And I'd be like, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And then they would laugh and we would all do a dance party. Because like, of course, I'm going to emotionally traumatize them, but then I'm going to make it fun and give them ice cream, okay? It was for my pure enjoyment and for my best friend. There was something about working with my best friend when I was babysitting that I was like, I'm going to do anything to make that bitch laugh. This is where it gets a little bit fucked up. You know, I put the kids to bed. My best friend and I are just sitting talking on the couch and I'm like, you know what? It's getting boring. You know what I mean? We're having the same conversation. The kids are sleeping. Let's spice it up. To my best friend, I was like, watch this. It's going to be hilarious. This is fucked up. I get to the stairs and I'm like, kids, kids, Santa's here. Santa's here. It was July. Okay. It was July. And no, Santa was not there, obviously. They come running down the stairs. They're thrilled. They're looking everywhere from Santa. I'm like, you guys, he must be in the basement. They're looking everywhere for him, and he is nowhere to be found. They're like, we, and they're, they started to cry a little bit. Oh, fuck, I fucked up. I fucked up. It wasn't the best thing I've ever done. I'm not proud of that one, okay? But I was young, you know? Don't you ever... You, there is no excuse for that. I really had those kids convinced Santa was there. And it was just really fun for my best friend and I to watch them search for him in July. I did give them ice cream after that. Don't think I'm like a fucking cunt. I did give them ice cream and shit too. I'm mentally ill. Anyways, when I was 16... Everywhere paid around eight fifty an hour, and I like money, and I have expensive taste, and I was like, this isn't cutting it for me anymore. I need to make some more fucking money, and I heard Portillo's was hiring for $10 an hour, and Livy will do anything for money, not like anything for money, but Livy will do a lot for a buck. I will sacrifice my ego and my pride and work at fucking Portillo's because they're paying 10 an hour. So I did work at Portillo's, okay? Humble beginnings, ladies and gentlemen, humble fucking beginnings. $10 an hour. Every two weeks, I was making $400 at the age of 16 years old in high school. I was fully supporting me and my loser ex-boyfriend. Okay, can you believe it? I was rolling in that fucking cash. At that time, it was a lot of money. So yes, did I get made fun of? Yes, but I'm sure you can imagine in high school, I was a bitch. So I was like, anyone who made fun of me and stuff, I'd be like, well, your fat ass isn't making any sort of fucking money, Becky. So shut the fuck up. So many people didn't say much to me about it. If anything, I feel like I made working at Portillo's cool. I feel like a lot of people wanted to do it more because I was doing it 
literally not a soul. I'm just doing that to stroke my own ego and make myself feel better. But yeah, I worked at Portillo's and all my friends would be like, I can't, and my sisters would be like, I can't believe you work at Portillo's. And I was like, you whores aren't bringing in $10 an hour. So I'd shut the fuck up with your minimum wage ass jobs, ladies and gentlemen. There's a reason Portillo pays more than everybody else around. It's because it's like working from fucking hell. So when I was training for that job, I truly felt as if I was training for the fucking military. I had two, I think like four hour days of training where I had to remember the menu and then they force fed you every single thing on the menu. And it's like, what the fuck? Why do I have to try a hot dog? And they were like, you need to try these things because if the customers ask you how it tastes, you need to let them know. And I was like, you guys are pumping my blood with MSG and fucking hormones right now. I don't even want to eat this shit anymore. It was to the point where I was like, I'm going to yak. Like I looked at the lady and I was like, first of all, I'm gluten free. And she was like, you have to try it. You need to take one little bite at least. And you know what? I've never really said no to a cheese fry. So I was like, oh, fuck it, whatever. And she was like, aren't you gluten-free? I was like, shut the fuck up and let me live my goddamn life, okay? If I don't want to be gluten-free today, I'm not going to be gluten-free. I pick and choose when I'm gluten-free. I don't actually have celiac disease. It's just like a choice for me, okay? I know some people really struggle with that, and I'm sorry if you do, but for me, it's a choice. I choose when I want to be gluten-free and when I don't want to be gluten-free, and in that moment, I was going to convince that Portillo's worker I was gluten-free so I didn't have to keep fucking eating hot dogs, but she didn't really care. She was like, you're going to take a bite at least because you know people from the Midwest are kind of bizarre, especially at Portillo's. They're like, you need to try the bacon cheddar cheeseburger, and it's like, I don't. I actually don't but they like force fed you the menu also the things that i had to write down on those pieces of paper like to abbreviate a hot dog it was like hg ketchup relish like there was so many abbreviations i felt like i was learning a different language it was ridiculous so training was already terrible but did we get paid for our training yes and Livy likes her money so Livy was focused on the money Livy didn't really care about anything else I was actually like the worst employee probably they've ever had because they the, the customers would look at me and be like you can smile a little bit and I was like you can suck a fat dick because you're not behind this register having eyes staring at your back from 50 year old men managers who think they know more than you just because they're in a supervisor role at fucking Portillo's it was literally hell every moment of Portillo's was hell it smelled weird I would go in the bathroom a lot and just sit on my phone because I was like I can't do this it was a lot but Livy likes her money so Livy did it anyways so of course I made I made friends with everybody there and I love to chit chat like I got to the point where my one friend and I who had worked there together they were like you guys need to be separated from each other because all you're doing is talking you're not even working and I really feel like I, I lit the place up with my personality everyone was laughing I remember I spent my Christmas Eve working there before I went and saw my family were all laughing having a great time I think it was the most fun Portillo's has ever had in their goddamn lives and they're fucking welcome okay I always kept it spicy I always kept fun over there I'd always make fun of our manager but shit hit the fan when the one manager she was new and she thought she had a leg over me because she knew I was the fucking boss there she came and was like you need to sweep the floor and I said I'm a cashier bitch move along and she was like, you need to sweep the floor now. And I was like, we're in the middle of a rush. You want me to get out of my cashier position and sweep the fucking line? What sense does that make? Also, Livy doesn't clean. Livy likes her money, but Livy's doesn't clean. I was like, I'm a cashier. That is nowhere in my job description. She was like, here's the broom. And I was like, all right, cunt, fucking bet. You want to hand me a goddamn broom and ask me to sweep the line? It's not going to be done well. 
So I sweep the line. She's like, you missed a spot. I said, why don't you lick it with your goddamn face? I'm kidding. I, I, could you imagine if I did? That'd be so funny. I wish I did. Like, I truly wish I did. And I said, I don't care. I'm a cashier. I don't do this. And she said, we need to have a talk. And I said, you're new here. Why don't you harass somebody else? I did say that. And she was like, oh, we're having a talk with Phil. And I was like, little do you know, Phil likes my tits. So why don't we have that fucking talk with Phil? And so, of course, I'm an emotionally manipulative asshole. So me, the manager who didn't like me for some reason, and Phil all had a sit-down conversation. And Phil was like, Olivia, when somebody asks you to sweep, why won't you just sweep? And I said, Phil... I take my job as a cashier so seriously. I want to provide the best service for Portillo's. And I just felt as if she was asking me to sweep because she wanted just to prove her authority. And it made me anxious and it made me depressed. And what is a grown 50-year-old man going to look at a little 16-year-old girl who has a little tear in her eye? He's going to look at her and say, your anxiety isn't valid. What, so I can sue Portillo's? No. Phil looked at me and said, okay, Olivia, please just go back to work. He also knew I was a cunt. And so I went back to work. Yes, I emotionally manipulated my way out of that situation. I came back and everyone was like, are you fired? Are you fired? I was like, bitch, Livy doesn't get fired, okay? Livy quits. Livy doesn't get fired. And then the manager, who was like, you should sweep, came up to me and was like, hey, you know, I'm new here. I don't feel like we should be on different sides of each other. I feel like we should work together to be the best we could be. And I was like, next time you fucking do that shit, Belinda, I'll fucking slice your Achilles tendons, okay? Don't fuck with me. I didn't say that, but did I want to? Yes. I just looked at her and I said, we'll see. We will see. You know, I didn't have that big of an issue with her because I knew the more people I got on my side, the better off I was going to be. I quit this one. Um, I told them that I was in the hospital after that situation. I was like, I'm done, you know. My time's come here. It's I've hit my three-month mark, and don't ask me to fucking sweep because I won't do it. So I'm done here, and my mom told me, she was like, my client always said, if something doesn't make you happy, change it. And so when my mom was like, Olivia, why would you quit that job? It was a great paying job. Why would you do it? And I looked at her and I said, mother, if something doesn't make me happy, I should change it. And I walked my ass away. And then I got, of course, got another job. In my freshman year of college, my friend was like, hey, um, my work is hiring. And she worked at a pizza place. And so I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to apply. I'm going to get the job. I applied, got the job, of course. Like, duh. Anyways, they really should never have hired me because the shit I did to this place was actually terrible. But it was a really fun place to work at because, like, I got free food when we worked. We'd always get, like, a $15 maximum. So when my friend and I worked together, we'd have, like, a $30 feast. Like, we'd order pizza. We'd order mozzarella sticks and wings all for, like, $30 and eat it in the back while taking the phone orders because I was a phone girl at the pizza place. So I worked with my friend. And we had so much fucking fun together there. It was actually unreal. I would lie about the delivery times because sometimes I just didn't feel like writing down the orders. So someone would call and be like, hi, how long is the delivery time? I know it's a Friday. It's going to be pretty bad. And I was like, it is five hours, five hours long. And they were like, wow. And they'd be like, oh my God, why is that? I was like, one of our drivers is missing. And they'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Uh, We won't order from here. We're going to find somewhere else. I'm actually the worst person in the entire world. Any work that I could avoid doing, I was going to do. So when my friend and I would work together, we would get on each other's calls because there were several phones you could get on each other's calls. 
And so she'd be on a call and she'd be taking a delivery order and I'd get on the phone and I'd say, excuse me, excuse me, fire in the back. There is a fire in the back. And she would just have to run with it because then I'd hang up the phone. And then the people would on the phone would be like, what is everything okay over there? And she's like, yeah, I think so. I think everything's great. And I would just be dying laughing and she would have to stop laughing too. And then she would get on my lines and be like, fire in the back, fire in the back. And I'd be like, oh, and so was that pepperoni on the pizza? What else would you like? And they're like, is everything okay? And I'm like, yep, mind your fucking business. Her and I just found a lot of joy getting on each other's phone calls and saying shit to each other. It was actually probably one of the funniest times I feel like I've had in my life. I'd also get on the phone. She'd be like, okay, a sausage pizza. I'd get on the phone and I'd be like, oh, we just ran out of sausage in the back. There is no sausage in the back. About to go kill another animal for some sausage in the back. But until then, there's no sausage. And the people on the lines would be like, what is happening? And sometimes I would just fuck with the customers and I would use accents. They'd call and I'd be like, hello, you reach past pizza. And they'd be like, is, every, is this the pizza place I'm calling? I'm like, yeah. And then I'd like switch it up. I would use a different accent like every line and I'd fuck with these people severely. And then they'd be like, okay, can I actually have a cheese pizza? And I'm like, you know, it's actually insane. We ran out of cheese. And they just never knew how to respond. But I had so much fun doing that. And I had so much fun getting on her line and being like, there's a fire. There's a fire in the back. Julio, get the fire together in the fucking back. Come on, Juan. And then she'd be stuck not knowing what to do. It was just a lot of fun to work in that kind of environment. The reason I left that job was because I actually was in the hospital this time. I wasn't lying. I was in the hospital because I ate some bad sushi because Libby loves luxury. And Libby had to get luxury at a discount. Let's just say I was eating sushi from my cafeteria in college, acting like it was Nobu because I couldn't even stomach the fact that I wasn't eating at the most luxurious sushi places in Chicago. Actually, I then did start eating at the nicest sushi places in Chicago. And that's all thanks to my sugar daddies, but that's a whole different episode that I've already recorded. And then I moved to California. So that's another reason I didn't go back to that job. You know what? A lot of people don't know this, but I used to live in California. So the one job I had while I was in California was at an alkaline water shop, okay? So when I came back from California, I started working at Palm Beach Tan because another thing Livy's passionate about is a glowing fucking tan. I think it changes the whole mood of everything in my life and I think it makes me a better person when I'm tan. So I was going to do anything to get free fucking tans. So I started working at Palm Beach Tan. That had to be my favorite job, hands down. Super fun and laid back. A fuck ton of training. You'd be so surprised how much training goes into working at a tanning salon it's actually ridiculous but it was like I gotta sit in this room in the back by myself work watch my YouTube videos have my friends and my cheating ex-boyfriend bring me food and just live my best life it was so fucking fun I literally loved that job more than anything and I got free tans if anything I was encouraged to tan because they didn't want me looking pale to the customers I was actually way too tan that summer to the point where like I was definitely looking like a version of an Oompa Loompa for sure and I was super tan to the point my mom was like can you calm it the fuck down and I was like bitch you get free $45 spray tans and tell me how you're gonna act okay it's addicting it really is so I really liked Palm Beach but I was moving to the city so and that was in the suburbs after I came home from California so lived in the suburbs for like 
two months and then moved back down and I was like well I can't be at Palm Beach anymore I need to get another job and I was already experienced in the tanning field so I might as well get a job at an LA tan and that one was awesome like I loved working there my friend got me the job there and I literally loved working there but some fucking crazy shit happened so I'd always be in the salon doing my thing and I would always like just feel like somebody was watching me and I would always just feel like there was somebody else in the salon. Like, I remember telling all my coworkers, I was like, guys, I swear to God, I think there's somebody else in the salon. Because we'd all work alone. And I'd be like, there, there has to be somebody else in the salon because there'd be nobody in the salon. And I would hear doors, like, opening and stuff creaking. And I was like, either I'm fucking mentally insane or somebody's living in this salon. And they would always brush it off. And I would stay after hours to tan and stuff like that. So I was always, mind you, like, naked in the salon, walking around cleaning, doing my thing. Never, I wasn't walking around cleaning naked. I was just, like, walking around. Like, I was naked getting in the tanning beds. And I just want you guys to keep that in mind. But I always felt as if someone was living in there because I was like, I just like feel like someone's watching me. And I would always turn around and be like, I swear someone's there. Like I swear somebody is there. And then I would come back the next morning and things would be completely different than how I left them. And I was like, that's weird because I closed last night and I'm opening this morning and things are 100% different. Like the beds would be up or like the doors would be open. And I was like, this is really getting bizarre. But I was like, well, maybe I did that, whatever. No big deal. And then... I would always hear people and I was like, maybe there's still a customer in this lawn. I would always just like justify it. One day I get a text from my coworker and she's like, hey, remember when you told me like I think somebody is living in the salon? Like I always think somebody's here. And I was like, yeah. She's like, well, I went in this morning and stuff was different from when I left it. Just like you said, stuff was for you. And she's like, I opened the door, room seven, and there was a homeless man sleeping in one of the beds. And I was like, oh, holy fuck, I fucking knew somebody was living in the goddamn salon. Like, I had called it from the beginning. I had told all my coworkers. I had told literally everybody. I was like, if somebody is living in the salon, I know it. I genuinely know it. And they're like, you're crazy. You're mentally ill. And I was like, yes, that's a pot. that is true. But also, like, I know somebody's living in here. So there was a homeless man living in the salon the whole time I was in there. So remember when I told you guys I would stay after hours and tan and I'd be naked and stuff? And I would work alone. Like, the man could have killed me if he wanted to. So he, he wasn't harmful or anything like that. But just, like, thinking about that, just knowing, like, I'm tanning naked and there's a grown man in the salon and like I'm cleaning I'm doing my thing and every time I turned around because I felt like I somebody was behind me was because there was actually somebody behind me all the creaks and all the shit I heard thinking somebody lived in that salon it was actually true because somebody fucking was living in the salon is absolutely insane to me I'm like the man was living there this whole time how the fuck did I never catch him? He had to have been really quick. He must have, because I used to like run up and down the aisles singing and dancing. He actually was probably like, I'm not going to fuck with her because she seems actually insane. Let's not even, let's not even try anything with her because I would talk to myself too. It was, a, I would do a lot. I really would. I, there was a homeless man living in the salon while we were all working there and 
honestly, I want to be like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, the man could have killed me if he wanted to. The man could have raped me if he wanted to. I mean, I was naked. I was alone. He could have done anything he wanted to. I'm very grateful he didn't. And I, like, truly wish that man the best because he didn't cause us any harm, any of us at all. So I'm not going to, like, sit here and make that's disgusting because it's not. He was homeless. He just wanted a place to stay in the cold. And I completely understand that. If I was him, I would have done the same fucking thing. I mean, he could have told me he was there. I would have given him some free tans. You know what I mean? I would have gave him a complete bronze I always thought about that I was like is he tanning after hours too and he's like going back to his friends and they're like how are you so tanning and he's like LA tan that golden bronze because like he probably was watching me type in shit on the computer too on like how to tan somebody but if he had told me he was there I would have gave him some spray tans a fucking cocktail tan I mean it was kind of nuts to find that out I was like always like well that's kind of fucking insane that I'd work in that salon and that man lived there I know I've had a fuck ton of jobs, okay? The last job that I did just quit, um, I was there for so long. I was with them for a year and a half, and it was I wasn't fired or anything like that. I just quit because I want to fully focus on all the stuff that I love to do and my life's purpose and my life's passion. So the other jobs, I completely got quit slash fired. Like, I feel like it was like a mix of both. I feel like they were ready to fire me because they're like, this fucking cunt is so unreliable and insane. She has to be mentally ill. We might as well fire her. But it is what it is. I quit first anyways. I feel like my sisters and my mom always make fun of me and they're like, you quit so many jobs. And I'm like, well, at least I had so many jobs. Just because I quit so many does not mean the fucking savings account got any smaller or like I wasn't ever bringing in an income, okay? You should have seen me during tax season. It was nuts. But yeah, I don't regret any of those. I had fun at every single one of them. I feel like I make anything fun because I'm that bitch. But what is what it is. So that was my episode on my jobs, quitting and getting fired and just like living my best life doing those jobs. So you guys already know it is the time of the episode where I give you my midday matcha motherfucking must haves. Um, so my first one this week is Zara. Period Zara. I love their clothes. I just think they have really cute shit and I feel like they're pretty well priced. I was I actually have to go do a return today. I'm really into them. Really fucking with Zara recently. A big, big yes. I like them a lot. As well as monochrome sets and fits, ladies and gentlemen. I wore an all pink sweatsuit and it made me feel like I was a cheetah girl. I really fucking loved it. So I highly recommend monochrome sets. Not to feel like a cheetah girl, but just because like they're cute. They're in style and they're in season. So they're really cute. So if you don't know what monochrome is, because I definitely had to Google it. It's all one color. You're like, yeah, no shit, dumb bitch. Go back to college. Fuck off. Anyways. Another thing of mine, my midday matcha must have is blocking people. Okay, I'm really big on energy. I feel like I've always been super honest with you guys that I'm big on energy. If someone's going to come into my life and make my day any more challenging and it's not my mental illness, they're getting fucking blocked, okay? I'm over it. I don't have the patience to sit and tell somebody they hurt my feelings or they're not making me feel the best that I know I can feel. Fuck that shit. No, you're getting fucking blocked, asshole. Don't come into my day and make my life any more stressful. You don't think I do that to myself enough? You don't think me and my mental illness already create so many problems for myself throughout the fucking day? You have to come in and make it worse for me? God damn, fuck you. 
So yeah, guys, I'm really not into people um, making my life any harder than it needs to be and neither should you. I mean, I post on Midday Matcha's Instagram all the time. Like, If they're not making you feel amazing, they shouldn't be in your life. And fucking amen, okay? I'm here to let you guys know that I stand by that shit and I'm not going to let motherfuckers just treat me any other type of way anymore. I'm over it. So that's why I'm really into blocking people recently because if you're going to disrupt my energy, my, my well-being... I don't have time for you in my life. I really just think you're a fucking loser. So, you guys, that was another episode of Midday Match with Livy. Clearly, I am fucking Livy. My God, I have a voice of a goddamn angel. I don't know why I didn't pick up singing. Instead, I was like, let me do a podcast. I should have dropped a mixtape. Anyways, guys, if you've taken anything from this episode, it's okay to be fired. It's okay to quit several jobs. Just keep that income coming no matter what. As well as I really let you in on my inner crazy this week. I really let you guys in on stuff that my former employers had to deal with. As well as I just hope you guys have a great week. If anybody sees Davina from Selling Sunset, let her know that I'm ready to emotionally hurt her feelings because nobody on the show will. As well as have fun. Go out there, live your best lives. I know I always sign off by telling you guys go get drunk, but instead I'm going to go tell you to, uh, I was about to be like, get a job, and then I was like, we're in a pandemic. <laughs> Woo! No, I want you guys to have just an amazing week. Whatever makes you happy, do it. Block the losers and just live your best lives, ladies and gentlemen. I love every single one of you. If you guys want more of me or you want to even contact me, you can email me at middaymatcha2as at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Livy Maeve. That's M-A-E-V-E as in Maeve. As well as midday underscore matcha has an Instagram where I post quotes that make you feel like a bad bitch daily fucking period. So follow me on all my socials. Leave a review if you're on Apple Podcasts about how much you fucking love the goddamn podcast. And just have an amazing weekend. I love every single one of you. Bye.